0: Stay Frosty Park Runners, and welcome to the 33rd edition of the Stay Frosty Park Run podcast. I'm your host, Emu, and I'm going to be here for the next 20 minutes or so, or slightly less if the last few pods are anything to go by. And today I'm talking about running when you're over 60. It was a suggestion by my parents who have both got into running in their 60s. I'll also be announcing my Star Park Runner of the Week, my featured park run, letting you know about any upcoming parkrun anniversaries, plus letting you all know how we got on in our parkruns this week. If you'd like to get in touch, I'd love to hear from you, either by email or just a comment on the Stay Frosty Facebook page. The email is stayfrostyparkrun, or one word, at gmail.com. Once again, as well as any great stories you have about your parkrun experiences or any questions you might have about parkrun, I'm appealing for suggestions for topics of conversation in my podcast feel like I'm starting to run a little low on running related topics, so I might have to start branching out into other sports or personal interests in future weeks. So, like I mentioned, it was my parents who suggested that I look into running for the over 60s. I've had a quick glance over some articles online, and I think the best way to start is from the very beginning. If you're over 60 and you've never run before, but you're in good physical condition and injury free, then this is your starting point. Livestrong.com has an excellent article about getting into running when you're approaching or past retirement age, plus some maybe not so great age-related facts. So at the age of 35, you lose 1% of bone mass each year. By the age of 70, you will have naturally lost 40% of your muscle mass and 30% of your strength. Your lower body is impacted more by this change, so it's very important to do some strength training to aid your running performance. If you've never done strength training before, start with one set of muscle strengthening exercises two or three days a week. Lunges are a very effective choice for your lower body and push-ups target more muscles in your upper body. But referring back to last week's pod, there are also lots of workouts online which you can search for and are free. There is also a natural loss of fast twitch muscle fibre and a decrease in stride which will cause you to run slower into your 60s. Everyone has two types of skeletal muscle fibre, slow twitch type one and fast twitch type two. Slow twitch muscle fibres help enable long endurance like distance running, whilst fast twitch muscle fibres fatigue faster but are used in powerful bursts like when sprinting. Strength training will help to minimise fast twitch muscle fibre shrinkage and hill training will also help to lengthen your stride. Include some hills in your training once a week to improve your calf muscles and improve the power of your leg drive. Overall, this will also help you to improve your speed. Hydration is more important in your 60s and as you get older, as you will have a lower proportion of body water as you age. It's especially important if you're running outside, as you are less able to adapt to temperature changes. Drink water before and after you run and consider having a bottle of water handy if you're running on a treadmill or or look at investing in a water belt when you're outdoors. I'll just add here that I haven't really got on with water belts that I've tried and I'm not so keen on the idea of having water on my back as I feel it will make my back sweat more, so I tend to take a small hand sized bottle of water which I carry with me and just hold it in one of my hands. For running over 60, you need to set realistic goals. You'll be able to run quickly, but are unlikely to be running as quickly as you were when you were 20 years old. It's not good for your motivation to compare yourself to much younger runners either. Acknowledge that you're running for enjoyment and fitness, so you don't always feel like you need to push yourself too hard. Assess your own fitness by trying a few runs and seeing what kind of speed and distance you're able to comfortably achieve. From there, you can set targets to improve. It can also be a good idea to talk to your doctor to see how your personal health might affect your running. And if you're not sure where to start, you can also talk to a personal trainer or a running coach to work out a training schedule. Always warm up before your runs and stretch afterwards. Aim to enjoy your runs. Nothing will put you off more quickly than pushing yourself too hard on your first few runs. Set yourself an easy starting benchmark and watch yourself improve from that point onwards. Stretching out your calves, hamstrings and lower back after your runs can also help to increase your stride length. If you're so sore and achy after your runs that you can barely move without pain, you're either pushing your body too hard or you need to do some more warm-up or cool-down and or cool-down stretches. By purchasing a decent pair of running shoes, you can help to prevent blisters and injury to your feet and legs, and also take ownership of your running. This is something you're doing for yourself, so you don't want to heat pressure to achieve or let negative thoughts put you off. If your first run is only for 5 minutes, it's still a starting point. And If you start by using the walk-run method, it's still a start and a foundation that you can then build on. When you start out, you can do the talk test to make sure you're not pushing too hard. Can you speak without being winded? If not, maybe try slowing down a little bit. Running form or technique is also important. You should run like you're a puppet with a string pulling you up from the top of your head. High head, straight back, shoulders back and arms swinging by your sides. If you find that you are squeezing your arms and raising your shoulders, try relaxing into the puppet form. This posture can also help prevent fatigue and injury. Each time you run, you can add 5 minutes onto your run time if you're going for a longer distance. If you find you're a little stiff the next day, just run for the same amount of time or the same distance. Running three times a week is a really great way to maintain overall fitness and help boost your mood. When you start to run, the first few kilometres might feel a bit laborious, but it's fine to use these as part of your warm-up and a good way to check that you're injury-free as well. Andy Jones-Wilkins on trainwright.com says that you should revel in the fact that you're still running. Aging might mean that you're slowing down physically, but not cognitively. It's important to put your brain to good use and continue to train the mind. A simple way to do this is to remain positive, optimistic and hopeful. Not only about running, but about everything in general. This is good advice, whatever your age. He concludes by saying the fact that you can still run is a gift, and running is a gift which should be nurtured, savoured and celebrated. Runner's world also reminds us of some of the benefits of running, like lowering your risk of cardiovascular disease. A study of 9,010 10k runners over the age of 50 found that the fastest among them had lower blood pressure, triglyceride and cholesterol levels than those running at a slower pace. The same article does also remind you, though, that any sporting injuries you sustained when you were younger may come back to haunt you in your 60s. Osteoarthritis affects a lot of people and isn't a direct result of running, but rather from abnormal joints or bad alignment and primarily affects the hip and knee joints. Interestingly, resting may not be the best solution either exercise can help to keep the cartilage between the joints healthy according to a longevity expert Walter Balz MD. It's also suggested that taking vitamins can help to keep your body in top condition. As you age the lining of your intestinal tract wears down which makes it more difficult for you to absorb the nutrients your body needs. By taking a multivitamin which contains 100% of your recommended daily vitamin B You can make sure that your body has enough material to keep your immune system at its healthiest, as well as stimulating cell cell growth. Probiotics, live healthy bacteria found in dairy products like Activia yogurt and miso, also build up the mucosa, or intestinal membrane, and helps it to function as if it were 20 years old again. So, the main points to summarise for running over the age of 60 Be realistic with your goals. Set yourself a benchmark based on what you can do now and work from there. If you've never run before, check with your doctor to fully understand how any medical conditions might affect your running and vice versa. In that same breath, be kind to yourself. Don't push yourself too hard or you could find that you'll get trapped in a cycle of injury and lowered running frequency. Allow yourself a little more time to recover if you need it. Do some strength training to make sure your muscles are supporting your bones and helping you keep a good running posture, as well as helping to prevent injury. Warm up before you run and stretch when you've finished your run. Practice mindfulness and appreciate your running for what it is. There will always be bad runs or bad days, and good runs, but if you're not enjoying it, try asking yourself why and work to resolve the issue. Whether it's pushing yourself a little too hard or not giving yourself enough recovery time, Running should be a good experience for you, so get out there and have fun on your run. Are you a runner of over 60 years old, and have you recently started running, or have you been running for years? If you have any tips for other runners over 60, I'd be happy to share your thoughts, and you can let me know on the email or via the Stay Frosty Facebook page. Now, for this week's Star Park Runner, I am very happy to introduce... Michelle T.O. Michelle did her first ever parkrun today in a time of 40 minutes and 5 seconds. Michelle ran at Southwark Park Run today along with 363 other runners, myself and Jay included. Well done, Michelle. Hopefully this will be the first of many parkruns that you complete. If you know someone who has completed their first ever parkrun or reached a milestone and you think they deserve a drumroll, you can let me know by emailing stayfrostyparkrun at gmail.com or by sending me a message via the Stay Frosty Facebook page. Now this week I have ventured to Hazelwood for my featured parkrun of the week. Hazelwood Parkrun is located at Hazelwood Centre near Sunbury-on-Thames. To get there you can travel by bus routes 216 from Staines or Kingston, which stops at Green Street opposite Hazelwood Drive, The 235 from Brentford Great West Quarter to Sunbury Three Fishes also stops in Green Street opposite Hazelwood Drive. The 555 from Sunbury Three Fishes to Whiteley Village store which also stops in Green Street. If you choose to travel there by train you can alight at Sunbury Station and walk 20 minutes along Green Street on the right. If you're driving you can use the postcode TW166QU for your GPS. The course at Hazelwood Park Run consists of two and a half laps between the rugby pitches and is on a mixture of trail paths and grass so it can get muddy after wet weather. The start and finish are close to the main clubhouse and the course is very flat according to the elevation ratings on Jegmar which categorise it as the 28th flattest parkrun in the country. There are toilets, showers and changing rooms at this event and a coffee after the the event which happens in the Hazelwood Cafeteria. Recent volunteer numbers have been between 15 and 20, and runner numbers were as high as 169 in February, but generally have varied between about 100 and 130-ish in recent months. So far, there have been 56 events here, and their first anniversary was in March this year, as they started on the 17th of March in 2018. This sounds like a charming park run. who have a run report writer each week to keep you up to date with the latest goings on at the event. Event 56 last week saw their first ever pace a week, and with 29 new PBs out of 150 runners, I'd say that was a, it was a fairly successful one. Not surprisingly, there are quite a few park runs who started with their first event in April, and this week I'm kicking things off with Kirkwall Parkrun and New Iswick Iswick Park Run, both of which started last year on the twenty first of April, and will be celebrating their first anniversaries this month. Methir Park Run started on the twenty second of April in twenty seventeen and will be celebrating their second anniversary soon and Chatterton Hall Park Run will be celebrating their third anniversary having started on the 23rd of April in 2016. Luton Wardown Park Run, Portobello Park Run and Hastings Park Run all have upcoming fourth anniversaries. They started on the 18th of April in 2015. With the sixth anniversary it's South Shields Park Run, Preston Park Park Run and Rotherham Park Run all starting on the 20th of April in 2013. St Andrews Park Run starts on the 21st of April in 2012 and will soon be celebrating its 7th anniversary. Ashton Court Park Run, Leamington Park Run and Roundhay Park Run all have 8th anniversaries this month with a start date of the 23rd of April in 2011. Forest of Dean Park Run has an impressive 9th anniversary after starting on the 24th of April 2010. But the longest serving parkrun this week is Bramhall Parkrun, which started on the 19th of April in 2008, which means that their next anniversary is going to be their 11th. Congratulations to all the parkruns with upcoming anniversaries. I hope you have lovely celebrations. Today was Record Store Day, or RSD for short. This might not mean anything to many of you, but my lovely hubby is an avid record collector. And as such, once a year, on a Friday night, he ventures out to stand all night in a usually very cold queue in order to be one of the first record fans to enter Rough Trade East just off Brick Lane in London and purchase his limited edition, quick to sell out, specially released for RSD vinyl. This year was no different, except of course he is now also equally addicted to parkrun, so this year he pulled on his running kit, layered jumpers, jeans and jackets over the top, and set off with the intention of rushing into the shop when it opened at 8am on Saturday morning, then dashing over to Southwark Parkrun in order to run 5 kilometres. It was a very chilly night, and an equally chilly morning, and I'm pleased to say that the plan went off without a hitch. Jay was done gathering up his precious vinyl choices by 8.20, and we got to the parkrun at about 845 As there were no toilets in the park, Jay had to pop to a leisure centre down the road just outside the park to use the facilities, and we were ready to go by 8.55. Due to roadworks on one of the tarmac paths in the park, the course had to be adapted at the last moment, but this worked out fine, and if it hadn't been for the announcements and vehicles dotted around, I wouldn't have even guessed that the course had been altered. We all left our bags near the finish and walked down to the start, a little less than half a lap away. You run a total of three and a half laps at this park run. I was worried that I'd be exhausted by the third lap and not looking forward to having to do another half, but actually I didn't push myself too hard and I found the whole run fairly enjoyable. It's pretty much flat with a few small undulations in the course as you go around. A nice bonus with this course is that you get to see quite far around the lap as you run, which means you could mentally and physically prepare for how far you have to go before you cross the finish line. After I crossed the finish line I had just enough time to go through the funnel and turn back to get a few photos of Jay running through the finishing line as well. I managed to complete the course in 27 minutes and 7 seconds, which I'm happy with as I felt good all the way round. Jay finished in 28 minutes and 29 seconds, which I think is amazing as he'd had no sleep the night before and set him up for this one. We both felt Southwark was a very nice course and lovely friendly volunteers. I'd love to go back here and set an even quicker time for this 5 kilometres. My parents, although not living near a park run, both did a 5 kilometer run this morning as well, along their local cycle track. My mum completed her 5 kilometres in 32 minutes and 4 seconds. My dad completed his run in 27 minutes and 54 seconds. Where, well done, parentals, keep up the very good work. And that about wraps things up for this week. Jay is taking a nap, and after getting up at 5.30 this morning, I'm also very tempted. Tired, but happy. Thank you all very much for listening. Stay frosty, punk runners, and I'll see you all next week.